environmental racism is not new or abstract at 116th and Avenue O. You see the dust. You hear the trucks. You can feel it on your skin. And Gina Ramirez says you can usually smell it too. When we would go past certain facilities, he would tell us to roll up our windows because the, the odor was so bad. Today is Wednesday, April 7th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. A ruling on the future of a metal scrapping facility on the southeast side is expected any day now. Gina Ramirez lives next to General Iron and is watching closely. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. A Southside Alderman, Pat Dow, plans to run for Illinois Secretary of State. The Alderman will face stiff competition from former Treasurer Alexi Janulius, who says he's already raised $2 million for next year's race. Yes, $2 million to run the DMV. Uh, we don't have enough time in the news here for all we could say about current Secretary of State Jesse White. The man is impressive. Stick around. We got that at the end of the show. I'm sure you heard VP Kamala Harris was in town yesterday. I mean, I told you about it a couple of days ago. But there was some drama as the mayor and governor were supposed to be at a presser with the VP, but weren't. Bottom line, Mayor Lightfoot promised all Chicago adults will be eligible for the VAX by April 19th. Some good news. The 37th annual Chicago Latino Film Festival kicks off tomorrow. The highlight is a documentary about the legendary Rita Moreno. If you don't know the name, Google it. For more info, check out today's newsletter. And if you're thinking, Jacoby, what newsletter? Then you need to sign up at citycast.fm Chicago. That's our quick news for Wednesday, April 7th. Stay with us. We take a little walk around the east side. You play by all the rules by testifying, writing letters, signing petitions, door knocking, and that doesn't seem to be enough. It really says a lot um, about how the city of Chicago views low-income communities of color in Chicago. Gina Ramirez and I masked up and walked around the east side neighborhood. So what we're looking at right now across the street is the RMG facility. The blue parts are the expansion. RMG is Reserve Management Group. That's the company that actually owns a new metal shredder directly across from the park. Neighborhood activists like Gina want the city to deny a final permit to General Iron. So far, the city has delayed its decision, asking for more information from RMG and saying the company will be held to the high environmental standards. We're also waiting on a ruling from a federal judge. I wanted to see what residents here are talking about so I asked Gina to take a walk. On the other side of those blue walls is the Calumet River. And I've lived here my entire life and I still don't know what's on that river because there isn't public access like the Chicago River where you could like dine al fresco and go for a jog. It's just dom the Calumet River is dominated by industries. But you can see the dust in the street permeating into the park, into people's cars, and people live right here across the street. So. They can't ignore that their industry is impacting residents' health. What are some of the local industries that, that surround this community? 
Um, near here is a sulfur plant. So they have like neon yellow mounds of sulfur. It kind of tastes like fireworks when you're near there. Uh, down the street, they're building a logistics warehouse called North Point. Um, there's trucks, you know, in and out, hundreds of trucks daily, and it's really dusty. So it's unfortunate that we don't get to utilize this neighborhood's, um, you know, natural landscapes um, fully because of the industry that dominates the neighborhood. Cool. You want to take us a walk around the block? Sure. All that industry contributes to the environmental racism on the southeast side. So environmental racism is the new redlining. In Chicago, um, you see on the south and west sides the concentration of industry in neighborhoods that are black and brown. We all know Chicago is segregated, but what you may not know is that this has material impacts on people's health. The problems we see in black and brown neighborhoods, lower life expectancies, higher rates of asthma and other issues, some of that has to do with the fact that there's more pollution in these neighborhoods, more car traffic, fewer trees, and on and on. That's environmental racism. Anytime something comes up where it's like, oh, we found out there's high level of manganese. Oh, there's a super fun site. Oh, there's lead and arsenic in a little league field. All of these people come forward in the neighborhood like, hey, I have asthma. Oh, my child had cancer who played on that little league field. You know, none of this is a coincidence, but we have to connect the dots and find out the data to be better advocates for ourselves. And it's a sad thing because it's sort of like, this is the city's job and the state's job. And it, it falls on the resident's shoulders to do their job, to, to find answers, to get data. I mean, I hate science and like the fact that I have to learn what manganese is and its impacts on the body is really unfair. So what's some of the things that you remember growing up in this neighborhood? Because as I understand, it's been industry heavy your entire life. So my dad grew up working at the steel factories back then in the, the 70s and 80s. But growing up in like the 80s and 90s, it was like the deindustrialization. So I saw like a lot of deterioration of the buildings um, and them just being abandoned. So, you know, our commercial district essentially closed down. All these stores and small businesses shuttered, violence increased. And it smelled terrible because the industry that still existed um, was just really the, the most dirty. 30 years later, uh, things should be improving in this neighborhood. They shouldn't be the same. They shouldn't be the status quo. They shouldn't be getting worse. I grew up on uh, the south side right off of 87th and Sangamon. And one of the things I always loved is, you know, how close our neighborhood, our block felt. Yeah, so everyone like kind of had dads who like worked at the mill together or you're like related to someone. So it's like everyone knows each other in this neighborhood and has your back. The youth that I meet now who go to this school, like they're doing all sorts of cool stuff that I never did. <laughs> um, you know, they're the ones who are leading our general iron protests. There's just this whole new generation of Southeast Siders who, have that same pride in the neighborhood, that east side pride. So I love it. Are, are you afraid that if the permit is denied, that they'll ultimately just move to a more vulnerable community somewhere else? Yeah, you know, that's always our one of our worst fears. We never want to 
propose another neighborhood because, you know, that's totally not fair. It's, it's the city's responsibility to find, an, you know, a location for these polluters um, that won't impact people's health. So, you know, this, this facility should not be in a neighborhood near homes. And so if, if it did, for some reason, move to some neighborhood, I know that we would continue to fight. So moving forward, what's next? You know, what's next for, you know, your fight going on? And are you optimistic? I, you have to be optimistic in this work. Um, there's always, there's always something to go on. Uh, we're fighting really hard to get this permit denied. And we just are preparing for the next polluter that wants to move in. Um, you know, you always have to be vigilant when you live in this neighborhood because there's always something, <laughs> something that's going to happen next. Gina, I appreciate you taking us a walk around the park uh, to where you spent time with your children, where you went to high school, uh, but also where you continue to fight for your neighborhood and the city at large. Um, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. RMG, which runs General Iron, has continually maintained that they are meeting federal air quality standards. In a recent court filing, the company claimed that opponents had failed to provide evidence that the facility would harm people's health. It also said this metal scrapper on the southeast side will be cleaner than the one it used to run in Lincoln Park. Remember at the top of the show, I said there was more to talk about Secretary of State Jesse White? Well, producer Simone Alisea, uh, she not from around here, y'all. She has some questions about the longtime politician. Like what I read about Jesse White not running for a re-election and that he was going to retire, and I read that somewhere that he was, you know, what consistently one of the most well-liked politicians in Illinois, and I found this absolutely astonishing because <laughs> the Secretary of State here in Illinois runs one of the least liked institutions, the DMV. And I just like don't understand how that happens. The Tumblr, Simone. <laughs> the Tumblr. I just like, yeah. Can you can you get like what what who are these people? The Tumblr. <laughs> who are these people? The Tumblers are a group of black kids. I think aged probably like seven to eighteen, and they are an inner city gymnastics troupe. I've only ever seen them do flips on the concrete, though. I've seen them in the Bud Billiken Parade, the St. Patty's Day Parade. So why are they his tumblers? He wanted to create a inner city program back in, again, I think the late 50s, early 60s, that just gave kids another opportunity, something else to do. And I guess gymnastics and flipping is just one of those things that you don't need a lot of equipment. Can we get him on the show? I have so, like, I have so many questions. That's our show for Wednesday, April 7th. As always, I appreciate y'all for sticking around. You could be anywhere, but you're here with me. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.